Yep. Do you want to see my new pants? Yep. They came today. <laughs> Dude. Oh my god, I love them. What's that on them? What's it say? Beeper. Oh, it doesn't say anything. It's just pattern. It looked like no. it was saying something. I love. They're them. just like straight up nineties pattern pants. Where from? Oddballs. I've got some some others on today as well. Oddballs. Oddballs. Let's have a look. I've never ever heard of that place. It's a subscription. Oh, really? Yeah, because I always lose my pants or I pull them apart. So I just figured this way I get two pair a month. I'm never going to run out. Okay, so I just gone to Oddballs and it's um, the oldest British um, juggling club. <laughs> Do you know what? Ties in quite nicely to the town from today's uh, story. What does Oddballs or juggling? No, juggling. <laughs> Okay. Right, hang on. Myoddballs.com. Myoddballs. Not just oddballs, that's what I messed up on. Oh, yeah, my oddballs. My oddballs. <sighs> that's pretty wicked, actually. This month they sent me a travel pillow for free, too. Oh. <sighs> nice. Welcome. <laughs> I will have a look. How much is it? What's 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 the costings? Do you all is there loads of different ones? Yeah, you can get different shape pants. Uh, I see men's boxer shorts, classic subscription, ladies. You could do bras. Yeah, but you can't. I, I would quite like a bra and pants subscription, but they don't do those. Hmm. Okay. Right. I'm gonna, I'll start looking. Socks. Monthly socks. Yeah, so I get two pairs of pants and a pair of socks every month. That's pretty wicked. I mean, I started doing a subscription. Um, Similarly, you get two things sent to you each month, but it was books. Nice. You sign up for a a genre. They've got a list of them. And each month, again, you decide how many you want to have. And they send you either some nice tea or some nice coffee some and your book tea time bookstore it was the best thing i ever did yeah it's wicked and it it wasn't that much like i say you can get different prices i think i was i paid 10 pound a month or something um but the tea and coffee are fancy as shit like i did the coffee one and it's the proper like coffee oh my god they do chiclet as well awesome they do what? Chicklet, like like a, like a chick flick, like a shit chick flick film, but in books. They've just started that, and they're also doing one now where if the movie is a book as well, they you can get they'll send you the movie and the book. Oh. You decide how it how it uh, goes. But no, it's a good little company. Oh, this is awesome! Mm. Oh my god, take take off your hot chocolate, all of them. Yeah. And the biscuits, they're like the root, you know, like you get the nice plush biscuit packets, you get like two of them. Yeah. Like sweet biscuits, it's like it's them. It's exciting. Yeah. What, what's, what's today? <laughs> oh, this one is a surfer wheat beer. That's right up your street. <laughs> Indeed. And yeah, I'm still getting through that box that I got sent at Christmas, that Polsky <laughs> one. Um, oh, good year as well. Family brewery established 1991. Oh. Ooh, ooh. I've gone just straight up. Oh. Yes. 
We're going retro this week. Is it all handwritten? In your Christmas present. That's lovely. That's lovely. It also started fantastically well, like relatively neat. Mm. And then by the end, it's just, I'm going to struggle with my scroll. Was it? We got it. We got this. So, welcome to It Happens Everywhere. Yay, Emma brought in the episode. Yeah, dude. Awesome. Excellent, Prodia. How are we doing, listeners? We've gained another listener this week. May I just throw out? We? In Arkansas. Did we? Mm. Oh, impressive, impressive. Um, so he knows that we've been doing a podcast, but it wasn't until I sent him a link and he was like, oh, it's on Spotify. I can listen to you on the way to work. And I was like, you don't do that. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, don't. So welcome. I was like, you're not going to like it as my um, catchphrase because I have a catchphrase because, you know, massive star with a catchphrase is America, stop buying your children guns. <laughs> yeah, it is a catchphrase, actually. I, I do apologise, but I stand by America. Although it's not relevant to this story, stop buying your children Buying your children guns. <laughs> Michelle has taken a big swig of her surfer wheat beer and it went down about as well as the Polish chocolate beer did. <laughs> Mate, this is fucking nasty. <laughs> I wish we had some as refreshing as a sea breeze. Have you ever had a sea breeze? That is not as refreshing as a fucking sea breeze. Jesus. Welcome to Beer Reviews with Shannon Emma. <laughs> that was intense. <laughs> that yeah. tasted like writing on. They're going again, going again. It's like <laughs> um very gone offy orange. Yum. <laughs> with a strong wheat taste and it's supposed to be a light wheat no not for that life nope sorry sorry surfer um wheat beer that's bad that's really bad i'm never one to throw out a drink but that may have to actually be thrown out (laughs) first time in my life (laughs) right let's fucking start Welcome. This week, I'm just demonstrating. Uh, um, happy pubs are still open for now. Woo, we haven't fought the country yet. No, 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 we haven't. We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it. We're doing well. We'll see. There's there's 10 days until the pubs open properly. Yes. I'm we, sure we'll fight them. Brings me to my first sidebar. Eddie, <laughs> the out shell. Right. So this week... <laughs> Congratulations, I'm not fucking up the country yet. Better look in the next few months, America. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I don't know. I presume that they're still in shit. COVID-wise. They're getting better. California, California, which was the worst place, is now one of the least worst places. Oh. So they're, pro- they're full-on pushing for the vaccine, like... 
they've done it for all age ranges. So a lot of younger people have got it now as well. Oh, that's good. Um, yes, no, 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 they're, they're doing well. Fab, your last... Uh... Right, so I'm taking us back to the kind of olden days. 1994. Oh, wow. I mean, it's 26 years ago. It is a long time ago now. On the 10th of July, 1994, the body of a teenage boy was found draped over a partially submerged tree on the banks of the Wisconsin River in Baraboo, Wisconsin. Baraboo? Baraboo. I like that. Um, Because this story traumatised me, at the end I put a nice little fun fact about Baraboo. So I'll I'll tell you my fun fact about Baraboo at the end. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the fun fact about Baraboo. I I like saying the fun fact about Baraboo. The fun fact about Baraboo? I'm excited. I'd like to point out that I got most of my material for this week's episode from Murderpedia. Fantastic website. Yeah, it is a good site. Small Time Murder, which is another podcast, which if you haven't listened to, you really should because they're both hilarious. But they're both, I think I shouted them out before, but I'm going to shout them out again because they're good. I'm just, you know, putting out there now, that's where I got my info from, just in case. Um, so, yeah, the body was that of 14-year-old Chris Steiner. He'd been reported missing five days earlier by his parents. So he'd gone to bed on the evening of the 4th of July, so... Independence Day? Yep. My American knowledge is fantastic. (laughs) And when his parents had woke the next day, Chris was nowhere to be found. They called police and they quickly came and signs of abduction were clear to investigators almost immediately. The screen to Chris's bedroom bedroom window had been sliced open. See, I never knew what a screen was, so I said to my Arkansas friend, because I was like, you Americans, you need to you need to fill me in because I don't know, because we don't have screens here. No, but it's literally it's just like um it's like a bug screen. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. <clears throat> but it had been sliced open. Yeah. <laughs> Sheltered life. <clears throat> and the patio door downstairs was found to be unlocked, which is something that Chris's parents were 100% certain they'd locked the night before. There were muddy pr- footprints throughout the house, and both Chris's parents and investigators were sure something awful had happened. Chris wasn't the kind of kid who just ran off or disappeared. He was a happy kid, and to run off would be completely out of character. So he just, he'd ne- he weren't one of these kids that got told no and then fucked off mm-hmm. for hours. Yeah. He- the happy kid that just he was a good kid <clears throat> uh, days worth of investigations and searches began until five days later the sinister discovery was made despite investigators believing that there was definitely an involvement involvement of foul play an autopsy on chris's body revealed no traumatic injuries there were no cuts or welts on his body and he had no head or facial injuries The death, according to the autopsy, was caused by drowning and officially listed as undetermined. Um, Although Chris's tragic death was awful and shook the small town, locals hoped and prayed that this was one isolated incident. I was really proud of that intro. (laughs) This is like every word you're saying and not just seeing your face. It's like, I was really proud of that. One year on, in the early hours of the 29th of July, 1995, 13-year-old Thad Phillips, is that not the most American name you have ever heard? Thad 
Phillips. I mean, I wouldn't say Phillips. I would say that's quite a British last name. Thad. Thad. Thad's a very American name, and I absolutely love the name Thad. Purely from the show Blue Mountain State. If any of our listeners have ever watched Blue Mountain State or the Blue Mountain State film, Thadland, you will know Thad. No, I knew I'd heard that, but I was, you mean you're racking your brains? And I'm like, nope, nowhere. It's nowhere there. Fucking knew you'd know it. Oh, it's so good. Thank you. 13 year old Dad Phillips <clears throat> was awoken from his living room couch, but it wasn't his parents waking him up to tell him to go to bed as he originally thought. He was being carried through the house by someone he didn't recognise but assumed was a family friend. Once Thad had been carried outside, he was put down and the person who had removed him from his house told him to run. Thad, after being awoken from a deep sleep, was still quite dazed and simply just did as he was told. The pair ran for a mile. Can't run a foot. I mean, if it's flat ground and if you're scared. But he just thought he was with someone that he knew, but just, I think he just thought he was that dazed that he just weren't recognising him because he was still half asleep. Mm. To run a mile when you've just woke up. I can barely walk to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they ran for a mile until, uh, around a mile, until they arrived at what appeared to be this other guy's house. And that is when Thad realised that the situation probably was one that he didn't want to be in. Some fantastic writing going on. (laughs) And then he just goes to shit here when I go, the man, guy, later team. <laughs> Mate, same every other week when you do one. Right, it's so good. And then now it goes shit. Yeah, it, it, well, it started well. We started strong. That's all that matters. <clears throat> so this guy who had taken him, he was like a sort of, he was older than Thad was, but he wasn't a man, man. Yeah. Introduced himself to Thad as Joe and forced him to a bedroom upstairs and threw him onto a dirty and stained bed. This is when Joe began to twist and force one of Thad's ankles into all sorts of positions that no ankle should ever be in until it snapped. Thad starts to fight back and somehow manages to escape. I think he sort of pushes him off and breaks free and darts as well as you can dart with a broken splintered bone ankle. And get downstairs. So Joe, at this point, you can imagine is proper fucked off and catches up with Thad before he manages to reach the front door and throws him onto what I can only imagine is also a disgusting couch. Yeah. That's not confirmed, but presumed. Joe then grabs Thad's other leg, so the one without the broken awful ankle, and pushes it up towards his head and puts a tremendous amount of pressure on until Thad's thigh bone breaks. Ooh. So, like, the thigh bone is, like, a pretty big Break. bone. You can, like... Thick. A lot of pressure. Yeah, I just about to say. Yeah. So, yeah, he snapped his thigh bone. So he's got a broken ankle on one leg and a broken thigh on the other. Thigh <clears throat> All are confined on the next part, which suits me... Well, I mean, it would be awful for Thad, but for my stomach, it's just that the abuse continued over the next few hours. There's no details, which, to be honest, after that, I'm pretty glad of, because I'm not good with bones. 
Um, so Jay continued his torture for the next few hours until he decided to leave Thad alone and go out. <clears throat> Convinced that with the broken bones that Thad had, he's no longer a flight risk and leaves him on the bed. So he leaves him on the bed and just goes out. But not before creating a makeshift cast for Thad's injuries out of socks and ace bandages. Socks? Okay. I I've read, because I didn't know what an ace bandage was, but it's like a sports splint. Yeah. I can understand the sock for the ankle, but how is he using the socks for his thigh? I think he was wrapping them rather than putting them on. <laughs> okay, um, in my head, he's like put the toes up and trying to pull it up over your thigh. <laughs> he might be. I, I just, I, I, I just assume the other way. Yeah, yeah, I assume that too. Now it uh, looks better in my head. <laughs> but Fad, um, dragged himself to the top of the stairs and dragged himself down the stairs where he managed to drag himself into the kitchen. <clears throat> I don't know if he dragged or hobbled. Either way, like, yeah, he, he oh, dragged himself right. because of that. So um, at this point, he heard Joe return to the house with his girlfriend. But Joe's girlfriend quickly leaves, and despite him being laid silently in a separate room, Joe finds that in the kitchen and, full of rage and anger, drags him back upstairs and tortures him for the sheer audacity of him trying to escape and threatens to kill him for what he's done. Can, can I just have a, a sidebar? Yes. Um, <clears throat> is there anything in this towards the end or a bit later um, that goes on about a movie that the guy is obsessed with called Misery? No. Okay. Present your theories. Pre- like afterwards, but present your theories because... Do you want me to present it now? or, or no, like... I do it after, because okay, okay. It, it might become more relevant, perhaps. It might, it might, it might. Okay, please continue. Sidebar over. So, yeah, he dragged Sad back upstairs and tortured him for the sheer audacity of him trying to leave or escape, threatening to kill him for what he'd done. The next morning, Joe enters the room and begins twisting and manipulating all of the bones in Thad's legs until each one of them breaks. Repeating the process of casting and twisting over and over again. So he like casts it as if he's repairing it and then breaks it again and then breaks it again. What a prick. So Thad, um, bearing in mind, I'll reiterate, he's 13 years old. Keeps fighting back throughout the entire torture until Joe throws a pillow at him and tells him if he isn't quiet, he'll break his neck and back. So Thad... Where he holds the pillow over his face and makes no more noise. I mean, with that much pain, you kind of be thinking, just do it, just end it. Yeah. But shit. This kid is something else, like you don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So Thad does his told During breaks of the torture, Thad makes conversation with Joe, sort of trying to humanise you know how they say like if you're faced with a murderer you don't know or faced with anything if you humanise yourself to them they're less likely to kill you yeah this is what he was doing which let's face it that is smarter than most of the adults we know trying to humanise him like I wouldn't think of doing that I'd just be like please don't do it but he's like, he's talking to him and whatever and it was during one of these breaks that Thad asked Joe if he'd ever done this before and Joe responds, yes. Last year, I killed a young guy called Chris Steiner. Shit. And he also said that he tortured another kid 
So he didn't say whether he tortured and killed or just tortured another kid. <clears throat> when he when he was asked why, he simply replied that he liked hearing bones break and he liked fixing them afterwards. Interesting. Joe continued to torture Thad, twisting and breaking his bones and stamping on his feet. Um, during one of these episodes of torture, a phone rings downstairs. The phone calls from Joe's girlfriend to discuss a date they have later that evening. So after after one last episode of torture, for good measure, Joe leaves for his date. Oh, nice At this point, Thad's injuries were so severe that his feet were just dangling from his legs. That there was no, no bone, no muscle, no tendons, anything holding his foot. It was just there. Nice. Um... Once Thad was sure that Joe had left and he heard the door shut, he then sees opportunity to attempt to escape again, except now his legs really are just useless, completely useless. He's got, they're they're all just Mm fucked. So using only his upper body strength, Thad drags himself off the bed and to the top of the stairs where he has no choice but to throw himself down the stairs because that is his only way of going down. Yeah, yeah. Um, where he ends up in so much pain that he passes out. When he comes to, during several bouts of consciousness, Sad drags himself towards the kitchen and he gets as far as the living room when he hears the front door and Joe returns with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So he drags himself behind the sofa where he just lies silently until the girlfriend leaves. And apparently they were there for quite a while and he just sat behind the sofa in agony. Keeping quiet. <clears throat> And then when the girlfriend leaves, Joan finds him again. Mm. So more torture continues. So like every hour, Joe returns to work Thad's legs over again. So he's just constantly just bandaging them and then breaking them and then bandaging them. That night, Joe went out again with his girlfriend, but now understanding the sheer will to live with Thad, he locks this poor kid in a cupboard in July. In the heat. Yeah. Um, so Thad desperately feels around the cupboard for anything that will help him escape because he's remembering hearing the phone go off in the kitchen. So he just thinks if he can get to the phone, he's got a chance of getting out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He finds an electric guitar in the cupboard and uses this to literally break down the door of the cupboard. Bearing in mind, he's not being given food or drink for the entire time of his stay and his legs are completely swollen. I heard a report that his legs were like the diameter of a basketball. Shit. So he had massive internal bleeding because all the blood was just pooling in his <clears throat> in his legs. Yeah. So he breaks down the door with his electric guitar and manages to escape the cupboard and drag himself to the stairs again where reluctantly he throws himself down because... He's only way down and drags himself to the kitchen and spots the phone. <laughs> um, and this, in my opinion, is entirely why the 90s will always be the best ever decade to ever happen. Okay. So, if, if anyone has ever seen any like 90s TV show or 90s movie, so like Scream or Sabrina the Teenage Witch, there's two polar opposites for you. <laughs> They're the only two I can think of because you know when you're trying to think and you're like, no, there's nothing there, but I know I've seen it. Scream, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. 
I mean, the two psychotic murderer, talking cat. <laughs> what? Psychotic murderer, talking cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But generally, although and come to think of it, Sabrina doesn't fall into the category, but Sabrina definitely does. Phones in American kitchens tend to be sort of on the wall mm. with long dangling like curly wires. And then when you pick up the receiver, there's like the numbers on the receiver. Yeah. But then I've just remembered in Scream, she's making popcorn, walking around with a wireless phone. So Scream's not that. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, at the end when... Um, Billy and you were in the kitchen and she phones them. They use the phone in the kitchen that's got a cord. Yes. That's how obsessive I am of that film because I know exactly <laughs> what phone they use. <laughs> yeah, okay. Luckily for Thad, he was, I mean, luckily, can you say that in this story? But he was in the 90s and he managed to grab the cord and pull the receiver off and call 911 where he told the operator what was happening to him. And they, the story was so unbelievable that they genuinely thought being in the 90s and the golden age of prank calls, yeah, that that's what it was. But just in case, they sent police to the address. Good. Okay. Where they found actually the unbelievable was actually quite real. And Fab was taken to the hospital it transpired that Thad had been held hostage for 43 hours. He had breaks in every single bone in his legs and several surgeries and had to have several surgeries, which left him with a permanent limp. And I think he's got quite a significant leg shortening as well from it. Yeah. It's just, he was questioned by police and he tells them the horrors of his story. And also that Joe had confessed to torturing and killing Chris Steiner and one other boy. Thad couldn't remember the name of this other kid, and to this day, he still remains a mystery. Wow, that's kind of scary. Not long after police, not long after police discovered that Joe was seventeen-year-old Joe Clark. This kid's seventeen. Where the fuck are his parents? Yeah, but is he from the area? Where are his parents? Damn. And there are parents because I will, I'll come to that. But there are parents. So where, where are they? Where are you, parents? <laughs> um, uh, so they couldn't let go of the fact that Joe had confessed to Thad that he'd killed Chris Steiner. Um, so Chris was obviously autopsied, but aside from looking for any obvious trauma, so like cuts or gashes or anything, no full bodies body X-rays were taken because that's just not procedure that's there was no need to take them so he's he had no head injury his face was intact his organs were all organy okay so, they didn't. Um, so after receiving permission from chris's parents his body was exhumed and it turned out that chris had practically identical injuries and broken bones to thad so his bones were broken in the same places and his injuries were all exactly the same Damn. In the same spot. Oh. So then the police searched the house and found three notebooks in Joe's bedroom. One was get to now, two was can wait, and three was leg thing. And in each of the books, there were names of local boys. So it was clear that Joe wasn't just an opportunist taking kids by chance, but was stalking and planning his victims. Damn, that's scary. Now, to me, 
if Joe's saying he, that's just me, and this came to me when I was writing it, if this if this Joe is saying that he's done this to Chris Steiner and then one other boy, surely they could cross reference the names of the kids for someone else that's missing. Yeah, you would think, but again, um... or maybe it was just something like Boy by River. Who knows? Um, so. He enters a couple of no contest pleas and a couple of not guilty by reason of mental dis- disease or defect. Um, so, yeah. So do you want to hear his charges? Yeah. One of them's fantastic. So he's charged with one count of attempted first degree intentional homicide. Right. One count of causing great bodily harm to a child. Mm-hmm. One count of causing mental harm to a child. Yeah. One count of child enticement. One count of mayhem. Mayhem? I've never, we haven't had that one yet. No, I've never had that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's not wicked, it's not good, but... Well, yeah. It's <laughs> mayhem. I've never, mayhem. Heard that. I've never heard of that one. Absolute fucking mayhem. Absolute fucking mayhem. <laughs> um, the jury finds him mentally responsible for his charges... And find him guilty, and he's sentenced to 100 years in prison for the torture of Thad Phillips. 100 years? Yeah. I think he's eligible for parole after, like, 40 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, he attempted to appeal charges, but they denied them, and everyone knew he was a piece of shit. Good. He was also ordered to pay, like, ridiculous, so, like, $21 million to Thad for damages. Wow. And then he was ordered to pay, like, for this, that and the other, even though it's obviously he's not going to have that money to pay. Yeah. But then something like a judge was saying that he's likely to be able to profit off his story in the future because of, like, stories being revealed and all this shit. Yeah. Um, so basically any money that he makes from the story has to go to that. Wow. So then following this, Joe then stood trial for the death of 14-year-old Chris Steiner. He pled not guilty. <laughs> it really aggravates me when they're allowed to plead not guilty, when it's like hard evidence is there. We, you did it. We know you did it. They shouldn't be allowed to enter a plea of no, not guilty. Yeah. It's, it baffles baffles my little mind that does. Especially when like, I get that Thad probably knew about the whole Chris Steiner story, but and he, he like I get that he's probably thinking maybe he can get away with saying that he just said it to scare him, and I get that like oh yeah that was me. But when their injuries are exactly the same, yeah. There's no doubt that it was anyone but him. No. And did they find his name in the books? Oh, he never said. Uh. Most likely. Um, so during this trial, Joe's parents testified. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck were you when your kid was breaking kids' legs and locking them in cupboards and bandaging them up like the... Fucking solid doctor that he is. Yeah. I mean, what was his job? Do they know? Nah. They probably didn't work. Just on a whim. Probably didn't work. Yeah. Um, so they testified saying that the night Chris went missing, 
Joe was at home asleep in bed. Right. Which is ironic because that's exactly where Chris's parents thought Chris was. Yeah. Um, so former juvie roommate of Joe's also testified that when they were sharing a room in juvie prison, Chris had confessed, no, Joe had confessed to Chris's murder to him, saying that he'd left the body over a partially submerged tree near the river. But again, are the would the judge believe someone else who's in juvie? I think that, but then also I'm not sure that it was completely public knowledge that that's where Chris had been found. So only someone who had done it would know that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, if they brought that guy in to court to testify, like, would the court believe someone who's in jail kind of thing? Possibly. I mean, I know they shouldn't discriminate if you're in jail. Yeah. I mean, you're a liar, you're not a liar, but would they use him? It is common, like, oh, you tell us this, you'll get a lighter sentence type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But either way, it's not looking good for him because details of the body that was found that not many people knew have suddenly come out by someone who's been in juvie, so... Mm -hmm. Um, But he was found guilty, Oddly enough, despite his not guilty plea, he was found guilty and he was sentenced to life in prison plus 50 years. So if life isn't enough, I've got a 50, 50 year sentence on top of that. Good, good. And to this day, he maintains his innocence and says he didn't kill Chris. So yeah. Joe will be eligible for parole in 95 years from 1997. So that was too much for my little brain to work. 2092. Okay. Good luck, Rick. So you should be dead by then. Fingers crossed. And so that, that is a very abrupt end. I never finish these ones. I'm like, oh my God, just get to the end. That is the story, the horrific bone blah, story of the bones. It's like his legs were described literally like by the time the police and whoever got to him was just like jelly. Like they were just... You can't even imagine what kind of pain that kid would have been in. But the fact that he just... The sheer will to just survive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have given up after the ankle break. I'm not going to lie. I'd have been like, you know, just fucking, <laughs> just, just, just do it. Just... My head. <laughs> Honestly, that just, I'll, I'll write a letter saying I did it myself. Just, just kill me. I don't care. <laughs> this kid is a fucking hero. What a badass. He's a badass. And what's he doing now? Is his stuff living? Yeah. <laughs> limping, <laughs> limping around Baraboo. But what what was the um my baraboo fun fact? Right, baraboo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baraboo is a circus town. So in the 19th century, it was referred to as Circus City, and loads of different circus acts settled there, and they like it was just a circus town, and they did circus okay. stuff. And in I, I got this from um I will give all of the credit to Small Town Murder for this in 2000 and something a recent year. <laughs> One of the one of the elephants escaped 
from the circus and was just strolling by the town. That's amazing. So it's still a circus town today. It's not, was it just like an old timey thing? It's not like a circus museum and stuff. There's like loads of circusy stuff to do. That's awesome. That's quite a fun little horrible, horrible story. I mean, it's a great story because we don't have many happy uh, happy endings. Can you say that that's a happy ending? Happier than most of our endings. Like it is happy because he survived and he's alive today, and the dude's in jail. But it, it's still fucked up. But it was it was turning my stomach like the bones snapping and his legs being like, and his foot just flapping as well. <laughs> Well, the reason why I did the sidebar earlier asking if um, there was any links from the guy to the film Misery, um, because that film, it was a book in the 80s by Stephen King um, and made into a movie in 1990. And there's a classic scene in that. So pretty much this woman is head over heels in love with this um, writer and he goes away every so often to his cabin to write a book and I think she knows she knows where his cabin is and he crashes in the snow and she rescues him takes him back to her cabin and so he never leaves her um she gets him he's lying on the bed because he's fucked up from the crash she puts his ankles on a breeze block and she gets a sledgehammer Oh, and like in the movie, you know, sometimes when something like that's about to happen, like the camera will move away. This is camera on the ankles, the sledgehammer. Both of them oh. go opposite directions. And then that's how she keeps him there. And he like drags himself off the bed and he's trying to get around the house to get to a phone because she won't let him leave. And he's trying to do all the shit. But that's why I just thought as the guy, you've got an obsession with that film. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, no, he... I'm not... I'm really not very good with Bones at all. Watch Misery. It mm. genuinely is a good film, though. It really is a good film. I might give it a go. It is really good. Um, but, yeah, that was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I just... Uh, it was... <laughs> You know, it was summer. Yeah. I, I, I heard it last week or the week before, and it just traumatised me a little bit. And I thought, like, oh, I know where this will be good. <laughs> right. Um, so, hey, the, the segment that is desperately demanding of a jingle that we can't be bothered to make. Please. We have a jingle. The word? <gasps> Flory, Flory, Flory. Florida, man. I think I got mine. Um, right, so my Florida man is a Florida man breaks into home and sucks on the toes of a sleeping man. That's it. He just breaks into homes to suck on the toes of people. I think I'd rather have my ankle broken. <laughs> um, yeah, so wear socks in bed. Well, I always do. <laughs> I never knew why. Until I heard that. <laughs> no, it was just subconsciously in your head the whole time. <laughs> Grim, yeah. That is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. That is the worst thing I've heard on this podcast. <laughs> this, that is the worst thing I've heard on any podcast. 
<laughs> I'm glad I've taken that title. Mine's <laughs> <laughs> a more pleasant one. And it's most, the most pleasant mm-hmm. and the most amusing to me because of the last word. Okay. <clears throat> Florida man who tried to run to Bermuda in inflatable bubble rescued by Coast Guard. Again. <laughs> can, I, can I say something? What? That was my very first Florida man headline. <laughs> Fucking prick. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's so good. Have you got the photo on that one as well when he's literally yeah. in the bubble and they're out at sea and they're just trying to get him onto the boat? <laughs> oh, okay. I've got I've got another one and I'm, I might just try my... Oh, hold on, let me see. We've had so many. I'm just literally... Okay. <laughs> okay. I swear we don't have this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, I love a, I love a bird. I, I love an animal related Florida man because they're just so much better. <laughs> so, um, Florida man steals neighbor's peacock, gets chased by angry birds. <laughs> <laughs> well, like a whole bunch of birds are just chasing him because he's got a peacock. Apparently, <laughs> but yeah, it gets chased by angry birds. That make me so happy. <laughs> I can just picture a dude hopping a fence with a massive peacock. I mean, I don't want to throw shade at any bird. I'm not bird racist. But peacocks are terrifying. <laughs> I would not they want are. to see one at all. No, they are scary, actually. I'm just, thinking, <laughs> just remembering the ones at Dudley Zoo and how big they actually are. And now you fuck off when one comes near you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and everyone just scatters. <laughs> mm. Say that again. <laughs> that was a good one. I have nightmares now about broken bones and terrible Fucking hell. Right, that was good. I like to throw out there that on my way home today, just for shits and gigs, I listened to our Chris Benoit episode or part of our Chris Benoit episode. <laughs> yeah. And the, the amount of little time that we spend discussing the actual story. <laughs> <laughs> just talk shit all the way through. There's <laughs> literally every episode when I'm editing it, I'm like, shit, if you put it all together, there's literally like, 15 minutes of the actual time <laughs> and then the rest of it is just us bashing the people in the story and why the fuck would you do that who does that why don't the police see that why didn't the police know what we don't know yeah, yeah. Like, it just really made me giggle so I, I sat there and i'd like i'd got from work to asda and then halfway home and it, we just started about chris benoit and i was like and as I said, that's with, like, a lot of editing. Because when, like, I like our conversation at the start and I want to always keep it all in, but I'm like, it's literally the first 20 minutes. People would yeah. just give up. They wouldn't even get <laughs> to the actual story that we're trying to get to. So I try and cut it down, but keep it funny still. Well, this week is pants, pants and socks and team books. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Thank you for joining. Um, hope you enjoyed it as usual. 
and you can catch us on Emma's favourite part. You can catch us on the Instagram. It dot happens everywhere. We are on the TikTok. It dot happens everywhere. And we're on the Twitter. It happens every one. The number one. I've never seen so much joy in someone's face. Honestly, I, really, I don't know why I enjoy it so much, but I really do. <laughs> it's nice. It rolls off my tongue. It's quite nice to say in there. Um, but yeah, hit us up. Follow us. Let us know what's going on. If you're enjoying it, if you want us to cover anything. Talk to us. We like to chat. Don't message us asking us if we want you to advertise our podcast or do us a logo or art. But if you want to chat. <laughs> like real people. We'll chat. We, 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 we chat, people. You know the shit that goes on. <laughs> it's less of a true crime podcast, more of a conversation. So like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. We love you. We thank you for coming back. <laughs> we hope you come back. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, and we'll either see you next week or the week after that. <clears throat> so keep an eye out on your favourite podcast streaming to see when our thing pops up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or just have us an automatic download because that's apparently a thing young kids do. Young technological youth for kids, they just download auto. Well, where does it download to? Like to your phone? And then is it in like your playlist? Because I don't have podcasts open all the time. Young technological kids. <laughs> Leave it at that. What? I learned a new thing this oh, week. What? Simping. Simping? I never knew what simp. I heard it, but I never knew what it meant. That, that was on our Christmas chat. Oh yeah, well that one I was fucked because yeah, I was fucked on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, simping's an, an interesting one. Mm. Where did you learn that? Someone was telling me that they were simping on someone's stream, <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna have to Google this now. There's no, there's no. In order for me to respond to your comments, exactly, exactly. gonna have to know what that means. Yeah, when I first started seeing it, I was like, Am I allowed to say that? Are they allowed to say that? Let's have a look. And then I was like, Okay, I understand it for the video that I was watching. <laughs> oh, you were definitely simping on that video. <laughs> well, I was definitely simping. I still simp to this day. I'm no, not that um yeah no that's a good word though I, I like that word but i feel like i can't say it out loud i could probably say it with you yeah because you're yeah. on tiktok and you understand yeah. it but i don't feel like i could say it to my other mates i think it's possibly quite derogatory because it's banned on twitch really yeah can't say it on twitch it just means that you fancy him right what <laughs> I think there's some more like in depth. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Tell, tell us if you're listening and you. I feel like we woke. need to. Let's <laughs> try to do woke. <laughs> that was sign languaging. I'm not. I'm not even drunk today. I'm just living on one night's worth of sleep in a week. <laughs> We should write an episode while we're there and then just see what the fuck happens when we come to record it. Exactly. And we have to say it word for word. Or we just record an episode as we're there. Just literally put record on our phone. Go. 
see what happens. <laughs> we'll do what we did at Christmas and go Instagram live and get one person from Australia. <laughs> Thank you. We love you. And we'll see you all either next week or the week after. Thanks for stopping by. Bye bye. <laughs> right, I'm up. Yes. See you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>